guys welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers and this is pato and also ah yes i am reverend crimsoniculus <laughs> so look at that guys we have a guest again this week and it's not a weird um large dick alien right. <laughs> right. slightly less schizophrenic person regular <laughs> size junk regular Good size old. junk not an just, alien just your <laughs> average midwestern reverend yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what we have this week i'm excited about it i think it'll be i think it'll be a fun time um this is our first episode where we have a guest through the entire show so you get to uh partake in an introduction story time i guess okay. um, and i i do have some stories actually um so i uh, went back to Point Pleasant yesterday because that's I live there pretty much. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> um, I we actually found some really cool stuff. Um, we've been looking. There's like these giant structures out there, which I'm sure if you follow me on social media, you've seen. Uh, but there are some giant structures out there that we've been looking for probably since about March or April. Um, they're like these huge aqueducts. So when you go out to, to Point Pleasant, the big weird creepy place is the McClintic Wildlife Management Area. And it's now a nature reserve and it used to be um, the power plant where they created the munitions for World War II and then stored them in those creepy ass bunkers that everybody's come to know and love. Um, but nothing really exists anymore from the power plant except the bunkers except for the aqueducts that are still there and we've seen them like from the road a couple of times but we couldn't really figure out how to like get back in there well the fun thing about going this time was that i've never been to point pleasant in the fall <laughs> so <laughs> you can see through the trees so we were able to locate the aqueducts and we go back there and, and it was i mean it was cool um but it was a big open space but there was also a weird abandoned building thing and i have no idea what it is so um down the rabbit hole i go again but you know it was cool um we went down there initially to um go rando nodding and that did not do anything oh, yeah. to bring yeah. things full circle well so, uh, go ahead no i was gonna say like can't wait to hear what happened yeah so you know we go down there and the thing and i kind of explained rando nodding and you know one of pat's first episodes actually um and uh you know we go down there and and we start you know we, we kick it on and it gives you this random point and it keeps taking us just to houses but it's still keeping us like in the housing area and like even though we would like drive out to like the tnt area where there's nothing and be like oh take us somewhere around here it still wouldn't so <laughs> i don't know it was a weird time it was kind of like i mean as far as like inducing synchronicity goes it, it was kind of like it was saying you know because we saw the aqueducts and we did all that and we were pretty much done and they're like you know you're done here and i think that was and it was weird it felt really final i think that aside from doing interviews with people and scheduled things like that i think that i'm i'm done officially doing field work in point pleasant it was a strange day so <laughs> was it bitter, was it bittersweet i mean i'm sure you'll go back there you know, we'll go back like it. It, you know and we'll definitely go back you know Anne was saying how she's you know she was sad <laughs> she was sad about it and we've got other places to go you know we're still going to chicago and um you know we're going down to kentucky so you know we're doing things but um it, it's hard you know it's, it's kind of a hard reality to accept because it's like you know unless i'm just gonna just go down just to hang out in the woods and hope to catch a glimpse of something you know then i don't really have a reason to go back anymore i've i I've found i've pretty much found everything i need to found if you're fine down there so 
Now well, into Mothman's listen. territory. Mothman's territory is uh, quite a bit larger than just Point Pleasant. It right? is. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's still plenty of places I, I can go and explore, you know, as far as that goes. It's just that, you know, for me, it started in Point Pleasant. So <laughs> it's, it's hard, but it'll be okay. Like, we've got interviews and stuff to do still, so that'll be fun. Um, but it was it was a good time um we Anne introduced me to a new band actually uh you know thanks to the reverend here uh they're called uh cybertronic spree oh yeah um they're <laughs> a, a a canadian band and it's actually um they're all dressed up as uh transformers from the 1986 movie yeah it's really yes. cool it's actually it's absolutely really wonderful the, the, they don't have they don't have like a full they don't have like a feature length like a full album at least not that i could find i don't know if they well they did just finish a kickstarter for one recently i actually have their yeah it's it's uh uh basically a redux of the 1986 soundtrack done by, by stan them. bush yes yes <laughs> stan bush and all at all <laughs> it's amazing wow. yes and it, it's really they good. have it a pretty really good, good dare to be stupid as well <laughs> oh, by Weirdo Yankovic. Yeah. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah, we were we were listening that we were that's we were jamming to that on the two hour drive, and I was like, why am I just now hearing about this? What the fuck? But so I think that you know, for you guys listening out there, I think it'd probably be up your alley because I know you're a bunch of weirdos and nerds like me. So, <laughs> you so on the way back from Point Pleasant, did you listen to uh, Graduation Day by Vitamin C? And have, a, <laughs> oh. have a have a good cry. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it was Good Riddance by Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> no we, we you know like i said it was hard but we actually we stopped off um this one's kind of surprised but i guess it makes sense to reveal it here so we actually uh took a detour on the way home to athens ohio which is home to ohio university not ohio state university but ohio university and apparently it's haunted as fuck and um we went there and nobody's there right now well first of all i think all colleges like closed early because of covid or something or like you know i think they did nobody's right, on we campus. got that first first group first county is purple now right well, right yeah well right so a lot of places have closed so you know we went there and um we found their observatory and we went up there for a little bit hung and you know just dicked around and then there's this old cemetery so i guess it's like the original like where lobotomies were <laughs> were invented <laughs> because it used to be an insane asylum and uh there's this old cemetery there that they used to just have the graves marked which i guess at least they had them marked but they just had them marked by numbers and um they've got them all in like a little cluster and then there's like other various graves out there so we kind of you know hit the cemetery for a minute and then i was like you know i don't feel like getting arrested today let's come back when we're allowed <laughs> so we left <laughs> but we're gonna go back and and explore and you know do do the ghost hunting thing so that'll be super exciting <laughs> but it was cool it was new stuff you know that's the thing about it is that even though you know it had kind of a sad ending um to the day it, it was definitely a road to new things so it'll be uh lots of fun to see what happens in the future but that's pretty much the highlight of my week i don't know pat do you have anything exciting happen this week uh not really most of my week most of my month has been dedicated to uh Nanu Rimu, which is National Novel Writing Month, which I, I don't do every year, but I took it upon myself to do this year. Uh, and basically what you have to do is uh, through the course of November from the 1st to the 30th, you have to write a 50,000 word novel 
or novella. It depends on how you how you look at it. Like as a point of reference, like the dead zone is like fifty thousand words, right? Or Hearts of Darkness is like fifty thousand words. So technically, it's a book, but it's like a shorter book. Okay. And um, it basically comes down to like two thousand words a day, which if you're isn't hard to do. But it's hard to do every day. It's like, I don't know if you guys ever did the Millennium Club where you have to take a shot of beer a minute for 100 minutes. It's like everyone hears that and they're like, oh, well, that's doable. And it is for like the first 35 minutes. right? Yeah. But it's the back end that gets you where you're like, holy fuck, I can't keep this up. So um, as obviously, as we know from looking at the calendar, we are at the end of November and um, I'm right on track to where I should be. But it's like now it's getting it's getting like down to crunch you know, time. Yeah, and I'm 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 right you know basically right on track to where I should be for the 24th. But every day is just like writing another 2000 words and stuff and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. setting down and doing it. And I'll I I have no doubt in my mind that I'll um finish it, but that's literally been like what my life has been this whole month, but especially this past week. Oh, but I did want to understand. Yeah, it's uh I mean it's good. It's rewarding though. And next week when when it's all over because the next time we record is December 1st, uh I'll get into more like what it's like working on it as i'm sure you know from the documentary but uh when you work on a creative project that's that like intensely all-encompassing uh it affects your life you know what i mean like it 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 affects your headspace definitely Mm -hmm. and um it kind of you know it gets it gets very magical and when it's all over i can't wait to talk about it but it's not over yet so i'm not gonna get too much into it right now it was probably the first time i've ever been down to point pleasant where i just didn't really have the energy to be there (laughs) it was it kind of sucked i was like man this is not this is so uneventful i'm just not i just wasn't in in a great headspace i don't i don't know what it was it just I don't know. I guess I just wasn't meant to be down there that day. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it, it could just be something where like, you know, you got to direct your energy in a different direction for a little bit, you know, and that you've kind yeah. of exhausted that Avenue and now it's time to explore another one. And that door's not closed to you. It's not like, you know, and you know that's point what pleasant. I was saying to Anne, you know, she's so sad about it. She's like, I'm sad about it being over. I'm like, but it's not over. It's just the start right. of something else. You know, it's, it's not, it's not finished yet. We're not done. We still have, Chicago you know and um you know she's like you know and I told her you know the more stuff pops up because Anne's been doing more of the uh the history and like she's been piecing together a timeline which we've contacted a lot of people have actually started really reaching out to the residents of Point Pleasant I've had a lot of really weird things which I'd like to which aren't exactly the Mothman but they're still incidences of high strangeness that I'd, I'd like to you know look at and um, so, I mean, there's still more stuff. And that's what I told her is more leads come on then we have a reason to go down there again. It's not, you know, tomorrow we're going to the, we're finally, I'm finally going to the Air Force Museum for the first time. Ooh, enjoy that. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm, I felt bad that I didn't get to go before the right pad episode. Um, but um, yeah, we're going to go tomorrow and it'll be um, hopefully fun. I mean, everybody says it's, you know, I mean, it's free. So how bad can it be? Right can can i bring up one more news story from this week yes. before we I, I pass the baton uh we had to talk about this because this is yes. like the coolest fun. and it ties into what we were talking about uh last week with stanley kubrick yeah um the the monolith that they found in utah yeah. let's talk about that for a second <laughs> i definitely uh, saw that yeah uh it was discovered by a helicopter pilot for the utah public Sa- department of utah public safety while they were helping uh wildlife research resource officers count bighorn sheep in the south portion of the state. Uh, and what they found was a 10 to 12 foot 
kind of triangle you can't really tell it from the picture from the picture it just looks like a uh like a, a rectangle sticking out of the ground but it's actually triangle shaped hmm. yeah 10 to 10 to 12 feet uh above the ground and it looks to be built directly into the ground so they don't quite know how deep it goes yet or they haven't released that information uh initially they were very hesitant to say where it was because it's in such a remote area mm -hmm. they were afraid that hikers might try to go and find it and then get lost or they'd have issues however this is this might be all over the news by the time the podcast drops but like as of a half hour ago uh twitter uh the internet as it do uh researched this and they went through google maps not only did they find it but they found relatively the time period when it appeared yes which was between okay so yeah between 2015 and 2016 mm -hmm. and yeah they might have actually had it narrowed down just a wee bit more to um to the the month or something but um well, they were then, able to find out oh, go ahead. i'm sorry go ahead i was saying they were working on that the, la the last update i got is that they were working on that the only issue they have is that the images that they have <clears throat> from the time period where it wasn't there um you know from the year before or what, whatever 2013 or whatever is that it the picture was taken at a different time so therefore it still could have been there it's just that because of the shadows you can't really see, it's hidden oh yeah, yeah so the, there's the, the internet's best and brightest are uh cracking this case right now but for me and and they also there's some people i guess the prevailing theory now is that it might be a piece of art from uh this artwork uh, this artist john mccracken who lived in new mexico yeah and kind of did similar type things and um you know they think it was like performance art or like or i don't know what you would call that shit well, what but, uh, locals there are saying is that, it, you know, for people that don't know that aren't in that area is that apparently that's kind of a common thing is to have these weird kind of obscure art exhibits in the middle of the desert. So it's it's not unheard of for that to happen. It just so happens to be usually it's, they claim it, you know, or there's a signature yeah. of some sort or something. But um, the one thing that's really everybody's really going wild about is that if you look at that picture there of it, you know, what it's just kind of front facing and you look at the rock to the left in the picture everybody's saying it looks like specifically an alien face mm. have you seen that yet yeah if you look at it they say it looks like an alien with its mouth open <laughs> so i thought that was cool <laughs> which species there's over 2500 <laughs> probably a gray it looks like it'd be more like a some type of gray yeah probably um tall gray because it's so big okay yeah i don't know i'm looking at it now are you looking at it yeah it, that's what they say it looks like an alien face i don't know you know i have no idea what that might be i mean what what could it be is it it's i, I bet it's saddam's stargate you keep going back to that like <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why that was such a point of contention between us to where you feel the need to keep bringing it up i think it's totally possible that like in the middle east they found a fucking stargate of all the shit that's come out of your mouth this is the most unbelievable fucking thing it's <laughs> Is that Saddam had his Stargate? Like, I, just, I don't know. I drink, I drink the tea on that one. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you buy that one? I just, I do. Funny. I, I don't know. It just, I'm not sure why it seems hilarious to me. It just does. I guess I'm looking at the like, rocks and I grew up in okay. an age where like Saddam, like, I, like when I think of Saddam, I think of like Saddam from on South Park. You know, he's just fucking Satan. maniacal. And, right. He's so, like a, so because he's a homosexual, yes. he couldn't have possibly mastered transdimensional travel. Right? Is <laughs> that it? Is that what it is? Because well, actually, I think it's because he he's dead. It's yeah, because, because he's yeah. dead. Right. <laughs> wow. He could totally be in charge of the Stargate if he was alive. 
He's still if he was an alive homosexual, okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> I just want to make well, sure. I mean, you know, being or not being homosexual does not preclude him from being able to operate the Stargate. <laughs> I'm just... He just has to be alive. I think that might be a prerequisite, actually. I think you might... You have to be homosexual to operate Oh, Stargate. see? That's now, what... there's the problem. That's why it never worked before. <laughs> That's why... <laughs> so now it's all closed up in the middle of the, of the desert. Waiting and... for some homosexual person to <laughs> come and start it. Yes. <laughs> That's my logic. That's <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. I'm gonna get canceled. Um, I guess if we were allowed to make rape jokes that one week, we're fine. <laughs> oh, but no, I don't know. I'm not sure what I think about it. I could buy that. It's it's a piece of artwork. But then again, I guess if it is that you know the guy died or whatever, and he just what waited for someone to find it, and he just so happened to die before someone did. I mean, that's to me, that's one of the things that's a little head scratching. Is that yeah how like what are what's the if it's that remote of an area what's the likelihood that anyone would ever find it like because i mean if it's been sitting there five years like that's a pretty long time yeah you know right and i guess it's stainless steel so it'll hold up well is that but... what they're saying i don't know yeah what are they saying that's made out of are they taking it and testing it they're just leaving it there i think they i don't think they've i don't think they've said a whole lot um ever mm-hmm. there's like once again, there's a bunch of articles written. Unfortunately, they all say pretty much the same thing. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't tell doesn't say anything about samples taken or um, you know molecular composition. Now, in, in the video that's surfacing, you see like the person walk up to it and touch it almost immediately. So, as far as like if you touch it, something is going to happen. And there's also the picture of the guys standing on top of each other's shoulders to look on the top of it. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah. So they're like both standing there, they're both leaning yeah. against it. Yeah. So clearly nothing hinky is going to happen if we make contact with it. That, that was established within the first three minutes. You, so that's good to know. You think they might have like um, gotten together and tried to like push it over? Like, is it like buried? Is it much bigger? Is it buried into the dirt? We don't even know that much. Yeah. No, it is. And that that's that was one of the things that they saw. It's 12, 12 feet above ground. Um, but you know, this also made me think of, and not to, not to get too much on a tangent, but are you, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of Georgia, it's written in what, eight different languages, the, the dude's six or eight commandments on how to have a successful community. Right. How to, I forget exactly what they say, but it's kind of like, either how to avoid uh an environmental apocalypse or how to rebuild society after one right it's like right you can only have two hundred and fifty thousand people per community right yeah georgia guys you've never heard of them no i've never heard of this this is new to me holy shit (laughs) i think we should stop right now and just do a whole other episode on that right just skip this whole skip this whole bob dobbs thing we have a whole (laughs) new thing yeah i mean i can tell you i can tell you about the church of subgenius whenever these georgia guidestones well they're also sitting there and they'll be here next week but right exactly (laughs) (laughs) i mean but that yeah that was the, the the whole point of uh dude making them was that they would survive the American stupidity of what the yeah. Cold War or whatever? Oh, yeah. No, because weren't they built in the seventies? Like they're not that old. Well, I guess yeah, we were still in the Cold War in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, but but all- that was the point of it. Was after after civilization collapsed, the remnants of humanity would come around the stone and learn how to make a perfect society. Do and we it know didn't who, matter what language they spoke, because all the languages that are around Georgia 
plus or minus a dozen should still be there. Are do we know who who made them? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I don't know off the top of my head, but oh, it was, wasn't like it was a, like it was a, a mystery dude. person. Yeah, well, no. it wasn't. So you can correct me because you obviously know a lot about this too. My understanding was no one immediately claimed responsibility for them. However, they knew who they knew who owned the land, and then they were able to track like who hired the construction company to make them. Like it wasn't, yeah, it was like through that they found it was like paid for by a, a corporation. It was some local guy who I think was like a, probably like an evangelical Christian or something um, who had a decent amount of money, and and so they kind of were able to piece it together. But no one's ever come forward and said i did this and this is why i did it you know although if you look at like the stones themselves it's pretty self-explanatory they're meant to be like a you know from the new world you know right are they big yeah Yeah, pretty big um i can't remember off the top of my head so i'm just gonna throw a random number out there but i'm pretty sure they're like 30 feet oh actually yeah i see them oh no you're right it's like a huge thing wow yeah and they've got the those rules written on all four sides of them written in different languages. And I don't remember how many languages, but eight modern languages, eight and a shorter message is described at the top on the structure in four ancient languages, 12 altogether. That's crazy. I would have looked into this more. Uh, Well, you know, if I had a bunch of money, I'd probably do some crazy stunt like that. That, that, Oh, I totally would too. Like I, you know, it seems like a waste, but not really. Because I mean, gosh, one day the world is is going to to end. We're gonna, you know, kill ourselves somehow. And uh, when it does, uh, we'll ha- we'll have those guidestones. So <laughs> that's interesting. No, I never heard of that. But you think this is kind of similar to that? Well, I mean, you could take it a step further and say, you know, Stonehenge men build monuments, you know, for no reason. It's I guess not for no reason, but for their own reasons. Well, yeah, there's um, the Mothman in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's specific and that's pronounced and that's you know they know why they did that but look at easter island or look at anything else like yeah. it's something that i think we do we build these monuments that are meant to last and you know I, what's the point of any of them i don't know some men just do that you know <laughs> just guys just i guess women do too i'm not trying to be fucking sexist i'm just saying <laughs> i don't it's, it's, i mean i don't a, know of any women that have but they probably do they might I don't know. If well, Maybe we should do a whole episode on, on like ancient um, monuments and like Stonehenge and, you know, the Eastern Island head things. And right. I think Leaning that would be Tower cool. of Pisa and all that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Then just kind of go over, you know, why and what. And maybe we can talk about the pyramids. Some. I, you know, it's, I think that'd be fun. It's men channeling their inadequacy because they can't create life. So they have to build piles of rocks that will outlast them <laughs> women women just have kids and are fucking like whatever men have to deep rooted misogyny <laughs> <laughs> i don't know no that's not misogynist if it is it's it's not on my radar as being misogynist but toxic masculinity <laughs> now you're just saying words <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> all right i'm done i'm done using some words all right uh, i'm muting myself that's fine are you gonna mute yourself <laughs> no i just meant i was gonna let our guests go now i'm, I'm just i'm tapping that's gonna out. take a time out yeah let's let's get into the topic of this week um which i'm pretty excited about because um word has gotten out that we were talking about the church of the subgenius this week and i've had multiple people uh reach out to me and talk about how excited they are for this episode and i really I, no idea it was this big of a thing 
well, yeah, there's a documentary uh, on Amazon. Yeah, and actually that just came out. It was written by uh, Sandy K. Boone. She is the wife of uh, one of our previous uh, uh, members. He's since passed, but uh, she kind of did. <clears throat> Excuse me. She decided that uh, in his honor and in the honor of the, our glorious church, that she'd kind of uh, that's actually the the pulling the veil back on the 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 actual church and and our, our uh, preachings. Oh, OK. Yes. Interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, maybe and maybe that's why it's gotten so big. I'm not sure um, exactly. I mean, maybe it's because it's I mean, gosh, if there's something to it, you know, <laughs> but yes, people are they're They're excited to hear about uh, about all this. So um, go ahead and I guess start with the basics and we'll just kind of go from there. Well, OK, then uh, how about I start like this? <clears throat> how much Ashers and Pat, how much would you guys pay? For eternal salvation um well probably uh i mean infinite money oh it's infinite money well we ten thousand dollars would be a pl pretty easy easy way of getting into into uh your get paying your way into eternal sal salvation I um that would be a, you know, a good number yeah I, I would pay that much realistically you know, and we we wouldn't ask you to pay that much oh. to to get into church's subgenius to get your eternal salvation it wouldn't cost you five hundred dollars oh. to get in to get your eternal salvation really all you need is 35 dollars, and that gets you eternal salvation or triple your money back oh that's a hard choice yes. see the thing is is our guru jr bob dobbs one day uh back in the late 50s was putting together his own television set when he accidentally electrocuted himself and then started hearing voices from beyond the stars telling him how to uh, stop the actual conspiracy from destroying our Slack. Okay. And Slack is that, 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 that thing that, that everybody has, but the conspiracy is always trying to take away from you. And you can't tell anyone what their Slack is. And the conspiracy can't tell you what Slack is. They can tell you what false Slack is, but that's just, it's just trash. It's just not, it's just not the same. It's, it's whatever makes you get up in the morning. It's that beautiful thing. And for some people, maybe, yeah, it's smoking pot and hanging out in their boxers, but it's just whatever you need it to be. And J.R. Bob Dodds can give you that. He can show you the path to eternal Slack. Until, of course, July 5th, 1998, when the world will come to an end. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so we have to wait for the next cycle of, of 1998 for that to happen? Well, see, okay, the thing is, is one of the, one of the cooler things about the Church of the Subgenius is we have, we have uh, the ability to teach you how to use time control as a, uh, a method of, of uh, uh, gaining, gaining back the slack that the conspiracy is trying to take from you. So it's a way to uh, help you brash through this terrible conspiracy of normal people and get what is what you rightly deserve, which is your slack and eternal salvation. So as, as it stands right now, because I have not paid my $35, right. I, Right now, I don't have that eternal salvation, but I can travel back through time and, and gain it still. I can get my slack back. For that, sure. 
Is that how this works? Like I said, all, well, all you would really need to do is go to our website, www.subgenius.com. And uh, up there, uh, it's a really hard site to, to navigate. But if you can figure it out, <laughs> we have the little, yeah, uh, an ordainment kit for $35. You send us the money. We send you the kit. You're actually legally able to uh, perform weddings in a certain number of states. Oh. And you get the eternal salvation or triple your money back. And when X Day does come a coming on July 5th, 1998, you will be ruptured up by your wallet or purse or whatever you carry your money around in into your own pleasure saucer where your very own sex deity will take care of you oh. until we fly ourselves away to Planet X. And that is what we get. What and oh, go after ahead. we've done this, the pinks and the conspiracy dupes and all of those terrible people who we left behind on Earth, we're going to terraform the Earth back to its beautiful, beautiful primordial state with our ultra mega killdozers, TM. <laughs> and we're going to bring the Earth back to its primordial state. And J.R. Bob Dobbs is going to sell the Earth to the Exists. And that's how we're going to get our eternal salvation. On, on, on another at which point, if you're not satisfied, then you can come at us with your legal representation for your $105 back. That's fair. That's yep. fair. Do I get my, I, I have to provide my own legal representation or? Well, if you're trying to get the $105 back, yes. But I mean, it, I'm pretty sure you will be entirely satisfied with your eternal salvation. We haven't had anyone even try to really uh, get their money back. Well, that's why you have the guarantee. I mean, you can't exactly. You know, it's it's because you guarantee that it's satisfying, eternally <laughs> satisfying. As a matter of fact. <laughs> so okay, so <laughs> so what? So I, I've heard that this is all tied to every conspiracy. Every yes, as a matter of fact. See, J.R. Bob Dobbs, what when he electrocuted himself in 1954, um, and he heard the the men from planet or wait maybe it was the old god yahweh i don't remember anyway when he got his when he got his pre-scriptures and everything in his brain uh, lightninged into his brain back then he he was told that it's not just one conspiracy or two conspiracies it's an entire global network of conspiracies and the issue is actually that they're so dumb they work in perfect harmony to steal our slack from us, us, the beautiful Yatinsen peoples, the subgeniuses of the world. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So it's, so the, so it's, they put out these conspiracies for us to eat up. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, that makes and then those conspiracies keep your, pull the wool over your eyes about the real conspiracy and keep you from knowing the truth, which is you just need your slack yeah. and you just need to let all of that stupid conspiracy stuff go. Because like I said, come X day, those conspiracy dupes, they'll get what's coming to them. <laughs> and uh, what's the punishment? Do we know what the punishment is? The what? Uh, what's the punishment to, to the, to the dupes? Oh, well, they're going to be on earth when the ultra mega killdozers TM uh, re-terraform everything they're part of everything that gets re-terraformed and i guess they don't get a chance to triple their money so jokes on them right 
Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they think they're doing great because they're not spending that $35, which, like I said, one-time payment, $35. <laughs> they think they're making, they think they're, they're pulling one over on old Bob. But when the, when the uh, killdozers co come a-running, that's when they'll realize that they uh, should have paid their dues like the rest of us do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for the mm -hmm. price of, I mean, gosh, for, for a family dinner, for a nice family dinner out of, for, of two. <laughs> you right. can have $1 and three cents a day, every day for one month. And you're actually got a little bit of extra, almost enough to get a piece of bubble gum. Oh yeah, well that's uh, that's pretty nice. No, I've heard that. Um, I've heard that he, he that Dobbs is dead. Is that is that correct? Yes. As a matter of fact, he was assassinated by one of his um, by one of his fellows. Uh, this was back in 1998, I believe. There was a uh, a devival in San Francisco, and that's where obviously our people come together to make mu make the music of our church. You know, um, there's a. Uh, Accu beatings and uh, laying on of hands where only where supposed where you're supposed to not you know inappropriate laying oh, of on course. hands. But, uh, and towards the end, our guru actually came out on stage to address the people, but before he had his chance, he was literally pow shot point blank range. It was a terrible terrible day, but it turns out. He had put insurance at the venue, and as such, he made a million dollars on his own death that day. Wow, that's smart. Yes. yes. See, J.R. Bob Dobbs, he loves to ride the luck plane, as it were. Um, he just, it's like almost like, like skateboarding through uh, the alligator-infested waters and never getting bit. Yeah. That is, that is the essence of what Bob is to us. Okay. Wow. All right. Would you say he's the ultimate um, embodiment of slack? Um, yes. As a matter of fact, I would. And and many reverends before me have also said the the exact same thing. Um, J.R. Bob Dobbs is without understanding the highest and most slackful being that any subgenius could ever hope to attain. I'm trying to think of where else, well, what else we need to know about this. I know a lot of people are just very interested in, in, in what it's about. And that seems to be, I guess, the gist of, of what it's about. Um, do you have any, any set rules aside from, of course, the small payment? Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, as with, as with all major cults, we have our own set of rules. Um, the first and most important is um, you're probably going to need to bleep this in editing, but fuck them if they can't take a joke. Oh, oh well. That's, yeah. our, that's our very first rule, and it's the most important rule. Well, and you know, I've seen that. I've seen that phrase at a lot of places. You know, a lot of people use it uh, on the internet and stuff. Do you think that they're they're also a part of of, of your group? Oh, uh, probably. I mean, see, the thing about the thing about being a subgenius is that anyone can be a subgenius. Yeah. It's just only the people who really have that that pure yeti blood within them are sub genius e enough to send their $35. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So that's rule number one. Is that the only rule or is there? Is well, there... you, okay. Uh, another, another important rule is you have to keep your faith in Bob and that's a, that's real easy. We just keep it as an acronym. You got to have the F I B the faith oh, yeah. in Bob. 
Okay. And as long as you've got the faith, when July 5th, 1998 comes, you'll have your Pledger saucer, just like everyone just like everyone else who's paid their $35. I love that. You know, just just the ple- the <clears throat> the pleasure saucer is worth $35. I mean, let's be honest. Oh yeah, by itself. And I mean, these pleasure saucers, these aren't like uh Kang and Odo from The Simpsons, not one of those small saucers. I mean, we're talking like however big you want it to be. Do you want it to be a small little tiny saucer? Cool. That's fine. But would you like it to be would you like your saucer to be large enough to let's say enclose the Grand Canyon? Oh. You know, definitely could have one that big. I mean, how big do you want it to be? Oh, okay. That's okay. All right. So faith in Bob. What else? What else do we got for the rules? We'll see another one of the fun parts about the religion is that any reverend who spouts and and say the sacred spouting is is literally anyone who like myself at this exact moment is uh preaching out to the world. Anyone who is is doing their official spouting as part of the church the moment something comes out of their mouth, it's canon. Even oh. and especially if it's contradictory to something else that you might have heard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that rule. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Very actually. important. Very important rule. Um, jello wrestling is only uh, upon request. And um, we like monster movies. Oh, great. Because- Perfect. You know, who doesn't like monster movies? Yeah, exactly. Well, that makes and, and it's 100% accurate because you said it is. Yes, exactly. And if you don't think and if you don't think that's true, you just have to be a, you just have to pay your 35 bucks, get on the radio waves and tell the people that that's not the truth. Something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds perfect. I mean, my gosh, who wouldn't who wouldn't want want to, to be in a well, I, I guess. So you called it a cult. I, I was dancing around the word. I didn't want to say it. But is that acceptable? Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is if you get hung up on the word, then maybe we won't say cult. If you want, we can just call it a church. But if you're, you know, if you're not worried about it, you know, go ahead, call it a cult. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess you said it was a cult, so therefore it's now canon. So it's, it's, it's a cult. <laughs> well, it, it is until some, like I said, until someone else says that it isn't. Says it because is. it is, and then it also isn't because I'm pretty sure someone else has said that it isn't. Oh, but if I'm wrong, now they have. So now it's it's like a constant challenge. You're like constantly challenging each other, and that's healthy. You know, you you need a good healthy bit of challenge in your life. Indeed, I think that that probably contributes to your slack. Um, you know that that makes a lot of sense. Um, are are there more rules? Are are those the most important? Do we have? No, other? I mean you know. Uh, Okay, uh, another very important rule is that no two subgeniuses are allowed to be exactly alike. If we ever found two subgeniuses that were exactly the same, we would have to murder one. Or one of the two of them would have to pick up a new hobby. I mean, whichever works, you know. Well, sure. Not, we're, 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 not too big on, we're not too big on the whole murdering people just because. I mean, we'll do plenty of it on july 5th so you know if we don't have to now eh. wow okay well before i get into how this because i'm curious as to how this has affected you personally um in your day-to-day life um pat do you have any other questions about the actual uh, belief system or anything like that pat been quiet i i've been standing out of the way 
that's like i would have left my mic on if that was the case <laughs> um no 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 i'm good oh my gosh <laughs> you that sure is. you don't have any questions about the uh sex goddesses or the pleasure saucers oh yeah that's that is yeah that's good. no no i don't <laughs> think so <laughs> pat would you pay 35 dollars so far are you sold yet or um I, I don't do, do i have to do this in character like how do we do this well and i mean look here's the thing that's 35 dollars for eternal so it's not just eternal salvation it's not just a pleasure saucer and your very own sex goddess when we get your money we will actually also send you a little uh, uh a black folder that's got your very own card that you can write your name in your church of the subgenius card you'll be official card carrying member uh you get the all-inclusive excuse which is a, a beautiful thing jr bob dobbs he doesn't he's not going to pay for your sins you're you're going to pay for your own sins he, as a matter of fact if bob is going to do anything for you he's going to give you an excuse to get out of your sins the all-purpose excuse and then you also get the there's a button a cloisonne pin and a bumper sticker and pamphlets number one and two so you can get your friends involved in the cult oh man you get so much for that 35 dollars. it is just amazing and what the 35 dollars represents is the plenary indulgences that the catholic church sold back hundreds of years ago so what, what how it worked was that you could go to them and say you know i did all these terrible things and if you could make a large enough monetary donation then the priest would forgive you which obviously led to you know was classist because the people with spare money that could actually conceive donating to the church were the people that could and and act the worst then and just buy their way out of it um i i mean like i, I don't like, i get i get this like this it, the whole thing is like it shows like the ridiculous like if there's any if you were to take any part of what he just said and try to point it out as being ridiculous you could circle back and pick any of the seven major world religions and find all types of correlations between the two that's the point of all this right is that like you're listening like the people at home like you're listening to what he's saying and you're thinking like this sounds fucking outrageous it's really not it's it's kind of uh it goes back to what we were talking about earlier kind of like with weird al we're like you're, you're kind of you're you're inflating certain aspects but the spirit of what of um the church of the subgenius and their doctrine and their dogma is not any more or less ridiculous although it's kind of played for laughs and i don't mean that to offend you but i mean like you know if it comes across as being like played for laughs it's because it's trying to hold a mirror up to other organized religions and say well this is really what you you know we're taking it like a, a step or two further but this is what this is what you guys really look like and i would debate that a little bit but i'll we'll get to the end of it because i don't want to <laughs> i mean you know you seem to understand the concept of keeping the faith in bob yes you go. pretty well yeah <laughs> that's a good point yeah that's a good point. all right mike's going back off okay all right <laughs> well as a as a member um how many people do you think that you've converted um oh personally yeah uh i mean my church is very small um and the thing is is uh once you've become a minister or excuse me a reverend in the church or a doctor in the church um we we're no longer really preaching to you 
because just like Bob, we don't preach to the choir. We don't preach to the saved. You know, they already know. They already know. They paid their $35. They've got their pleasure saucers. They don't have to worry about it. So we're trying to preach. We're praying. Yeah. So the, the issue I've run into is everyone who's come into my congregation has actually gone on and paid their $35. Uh, currently, my congregation is uh, three. And uh, unfortunately, two of those are my cats. Oh, well. But like I said, I, I have had I have had seven or eight people in the cult, or excuse me, in my personal church, and they're all they've all uh, gone and paid their thirty five dollar dues. And uh, as a matter of fact, you even know some of them. Oh, I, prob mm -hmm. I probably do. So yeah, that is another thing I'd like to mention that is that we know each other. We are we are real life friends, and That's true. Um, you know have the same have the same social circle. And, you know, that is one thing people um, always mention. They're like, oh, he's in a cult. He's in a cult. <laughs> and <laughs> that was kind the of the funniest cult you've ever heard of. <laughs> the best cult I've ever heard of. Let's be honest. Um, you know, but but yeah, everybody's like, oh, he's in a cult. And and, I, you know, and, and so, of course, naturally, that got me curious. And then you approached me one day and just was like, hey, look at this. If you want some weird stuff, look at this. <laughs> well, you had been. Yeah, you'd, you'd said something uh, both. uh through your social media accounts and on your uh, uh, show here that you were looking for people to talk to. And you'd done the episode uh, on cults with Ivy, I believe. Yes. Yep. 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 And so I figured, well, you know, you guys got a bunch of the the really big ones. Um, however, I thought you'd probably like to know a little bit about this one that happens to have uh, some pretty big names uh, involved with it. And I don't know if I can say these names out loud but uh, you can. It, allegedly, Actually, yes. I, allegedly I have heard that people like um, Matt Groening, oh. Grenning from uh, The Simpsons fame, yeah. is, is allegedly a member of our church. No. Um, I've heard at least 50% of the original members of Devo uh, oh, have paid yeah. their $35 dues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Paul Rubens allegedly has paid his money, although I'm not nearly so sure as that uh, about that as I am with some of the others. Uh, our crumb that. actually did a piece. He's got uh, Bob Dobbs heads, Dobbs heads, the uh, in some of his uh, uh, underground comics. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. So this is, I mean, well, that's what I'm finding out is that this is a lot bigger than than I even knew it was. Actually, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. We probably should have talked about this sooner, but I had no idea. And, and and that is the thing about it. You're right. People don't really. You you guys don't really you don't you're not you know you're not knocking on people's doors asking for their thirty five dollars to give them their you know their well because most people most people wouldn't really you know accept that I mean you if you walk if I walked up to anyone's house knocked on the door said have you heard the good news about Bob <laughs> most of them well you know depending on where we're at would slam the door in my face or you know pull a gun out and go oh god it's a stalker or something i don't know but <laughs> why what do you know about bob <laughs> right what do you know about Bob? <laughs> but the thing is is we we don't want everybody we couldn't take everybody even if we even well, if we right. wanted them right. most people most people when they hear the word of bob they just think it's some kind of strange joke or worse it's entirely serious and there is no correct way of explaining the word to someone who just can't hear it you know yeah 
that's very true. Well, that makes a lot of sense, actually. That does make a lot of sense. It's it's definitely not as invasive, but you know, I guess that's the thing about it is that, you know, at the end of the day, it sells itself. It really does because you right. Gotta- and you know, see, the thing is, is as I said, the conspiracy is trying to pull the wool over your eyes. The thing is, is with the Church of the Sub of the Subgenius, we know that the conspiracy's out there, but we've just given them back their wool. We've taken our own wool and we've pulled the wool over our own eyes. See, there's two things about it. Number one, it's your wool. And number two, because it's your wool, it's just the right amount of fluffy. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, well, let's, so let's go back. So because there's, you know, the, the conspiracy um, for the conspiracies, let's, let's pull up a conspiracy as an example. Let's go back to the Saddam Stargate. <laughs> um, so let's bring it back there so so it's the conspiracy the real conspiracy is that saddam does not have a stargate then is that is that what well no actually the the real conspiracy the 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 conspiracy so far as bob is concerned uh is that actually just like uh we posited earlier unfortunately because saddam hussein is in fact dead he is no longer able to make that uh stargate work the thing is, is we have to wait until the fifth generation of Husseins come back into power and then they'll have access to that Stargate again, at which point they'll be able to speak with the Illuminati through the power of, uh, I don't know, probably gambling because that's how they talk to each other these days uh, via uh, stock markets. And uh, with once that occurs, then they can bring it back around and then conspire to sell us cheap trinkets from beyond the stars that we just absolutely don't want or need. But we'll buy. But we'll definitely buy because that's what that's what Hollywood and the mainstream media are pushing it. Right, right. So that makes a lot of sense. It does. Well, could they possibly try to use that Stargate to 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 leave the Earth because they're getting, you know, or they didn't. Hold no, it. see, the thing is, is that the conspiracy is is too dumb to come up with something as as evil and nefarious as that. Their plots are always just so muddled and and ridiculous. It's almost as if someone was coming up with them by looking at things in the different corners of their room and just freeform coming up with the ideas on the off the top of their head. That makes sense. Well, that's that's probably what they're doing. Let's be honest. Exactly. That's got to exactly. be what they're doing. Uh, that, and that makes sense because then everybody else is going to overthink it, and they're going to be like, "Oh, it can't just be that. It's not that easy." That makes sense. Right. Right. And that's and that's the issue is most people who are into conspiracy theories, they they see the web, and they think that there's some grand designer, but really, the grand design is just being com- is is being co- cooped up by some cracked out spider who doesn't know what day it is yeah true <laughs> that's true that's true. a real a real uh spatial moon trap if if, if you were yeah yeah for sure <laughs> for sure wow i didn't realize it was all that simple i mean my gosh i've been doing this for a while and i didn't know i didn't know that i just needed to get my slack Maybe that's what I'm lacking. Maybe that's why I'm searching for all the world's mysteries. I don't. I don't. Well, have I don't know. And see, the thing is, is for you, it does seem like your slack is is sifting through the bullshit of the conspiracy, which is why I think you personally would probably be a wonderful candidate f- to join the church. Like I said, 
$35, a simple investment, and you could be one of ours. You could do uh, uh, perform weddings live on, on, uh, on the show here. Uh, and then after that, you'll have so much more information from the different members of the group if you're willing to talk to those creeps. Uh, <laughs> and you'll be able to find out more about these different conspiracies and how they're drunkenly woven together. That's true. That's true. That's true. I like I can help further myself, but at the same time, I'm already I already have my pleasure craft, so I'm set. <laughs> right, right. That's a good point. Wow. Okay. All right then. So yeah. So going back to I guess we were talking about uh pers- personal life, and we were talking about uh some of the folks that have been have been sold on it and things like that. Um. So it, it's not. You know, I, I, I know how you talk about it, and it's just a very casual approach. Do you find that most people often come to you about it, or do you feel like you do have to sell it a little in order to to get people in? Well, I have to sell it when the people just don't understand. Right. And the and if I'm if I'm really oops, excuse me. If I'm really out there trying to sell it, sometimes I just don't even know if I'm if I'm preaching to the right person because you're right it the people who need to know the message the people who need to get their slack back who are willing to pay that $35 they'll practically walk up and slap you in the face with the money themselves yeah without even understanding that they're doing it yeah well that's true that's that's very true that's very true that's a good point wow okay all right so so we'll get back to because i know there's all kinds of uh there's lots of store there's not stories i guess but um there's lots of lore um there's 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 a lot more to it than that uh like there's you know he was uh dobbs was married is that correct he had a yes uh beautiful connie dobbs yeah is she is she still alive First and most ballinous and bangingest wife of J.R. Bob Dobbs. Oh, first wife. Uh, Connie. Yes, first and most bangingest. Okay. You see, uh, because he's so stupid, Dobbs could never uh, attain uh, monogamy. He's oh, just too sure. dumb to be monogamous. Yeah. Um, obviously, some people would uh, like uh, – uh, aren't monogamous by choice others like bob are just too stupid to be monogamous <laughs> some people are are beyond that celibate you know but that's well, once again to, to, to each their own but anyway uh connie connie is the first and as i said bangingest wife of J.R. bob dobbs she actually is the guide to the uber femmes of the church of the subgenius uh any of those women who just come into the church and realize that they are just above and beyond everything that this mostly stupid sausage party has to say to them. Uh, they, they really just take in that can do and can't give a fuck about what you are doing attitude of Connie and bring that out into the world. And uh, that is that is their slackful way of of, of showing her uh, the uh, the do that she is she sure. that she is uh, do do that she is do <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, but yes and uh, she is she she is obviously uh, does her 
part to help keep Bob in line. Uh, sometimes he does try selling uh, ice to uh, the fire people of of uh, the from beyond the stars. And the thing about selling ice to people who are on fire all the time is that either the ice melts and steams away or it melts and then you're killing the people you're trying to sell the ice to. Yeah. So she keeps him in line when he does the 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 less Stupid. intelligent business. <laughs> right. The, 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 the dumber stuff. Okay. Okay. And then so why is she the first wife? What 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 are the other wives? Well, the thing is is Bob Dobbs has had so many wives because he's a salesman, a traveling salesman. Yeah. The thing about a traveling salesman is He's probably got a wife in every one of his major cities that he that he works. Sure. And I mean, he's he's sold everything. As I said, he sold everything from TVs to ice cubes. He sold bubble gum in, in Omaha and he sold insurance documents to the to the grand people of India, which is actually where uh, he uh, brought together uh, a few people and made his own town. After after getting all the profits from his insurance scam, he purchased a plot of uh, in Malaysia called Dobbs Town, and that is where our secret scribes and our uh, uh, our young initiates go to yeah. learn this this the ancient ways if they're willing to go beyond the thirty five dollars, of course. Oh, that costs more. Well, no, I mean you know if, what? How much is a ticket to Malaysia? How much is the the cost of snacks from here to Malaysia? Well, that makes sense. Uh, yes, okay. I yeah. see. And then, you know, obviously you you pretty much just give away all the rest of your money to the church at that point because sure. now you're living in Malaysia learning the ancient secrets. Well, sure, you don't need the, it at that point. Uh, yes, because at that point you'll be getting the forbidden sciences. The mm -hmm. the you'll be earning your doctorate with a spelled with an extra K. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> that makes that makes a lot of sense. That does. Yeah, I've heard about this this Dobbs Town. So it's so once you once you go, you don't can you leave or you just decide not to. Well, I mean, you certainly could if you wanted to, but why would you leave? I mean, it it is Dobstown, Malaysia, is the most slackful area on earth outside of uh, Glen Rose, Texas, where our current sacred scribe Ivan Stang. Uh, holds court. Uh, as I said, it's Dobstown, Malaysia. It's the most sacred place on earth. Once you get there, the slack literally radiates from the ground, and you you practically learn these things through osmosis. And I mean, practically bash your head into any rock in Dobstown, Malaysia, and you'll learn another secret of the church. That makes sense. Another way to put the conspiracy back in its place so that it it's not harming the rest of of our weird kind sure sure that like i said that makes wow perfect sense well okay all right i'm trying to think of if i have any any more questions um how were how were you introduced to the church ah so when i was just a young boy i i was playing uh a game of uh what was it magic the gathering I don't oh. know why it was so hard for me to remember that card Pat game. Pat knows about that. Anyway, uh, there was a we were playing this card game, Magic the Gathering, down in the basement of a Knights of Columbus building, and all of a sudden, this strange-looking idiot with a pipe sticking out of his face and a 
tweed jacket just comes marching in the door like he knows everybody who's there, but doesn't he just grins crazily at everybody, walks slowly through our through our group of of, of sweaty nerds as we were sitting there playing our, our card game, walks over to the big screen TV, shoves a cassette into the VCR, presses play, and then he turns around, is told immediately that he must leave because he's been smoke he's been smoking this pipe the whole time, and he walks off. Now that tape happened to be one of the recruitment videos, one that you can actually find on YouTube right now via Ivan Stang's uh, YouTube page, which uh, we'll put links up for that late, a little later. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. But yes, uh, the, the uh, subgenius recruitment video burned something into my skull on that day, and I realized that I was just meant for so much more in this world. I was meant for at least $35 and a couple of uh, gaffes on a, on a uh, podcast 10 or 15 years down the line. Um, but the thing was, was that wasn't the day when I actually really came into the church. I was too young. I didn't understand. I, I heard the message, but I didn't understand it. It wasn't until much later when I actually saw the sub some subgenius post in one of my web pages on the Facebooks, and I realized I think I've heard of this before. And I went to the web page, the www.subgenius.com, and it was this terrible, terrible web page that looked like it was done in the early to mid nineties. Yeah. It was very hard to 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 traverse, but I eventually wandered around enough, and I figured I found the page. That had the the uh, the nope, uh, uh... Oh, whoop! Totally forgot. <laughs> but uh, and that was and that was the day I paid my thirty five dollars. Great story. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> kind of trailed off there at the end, but saved it. <laughs> that was nice. That was beautifully done. <laughs> Thank you. That was good. That was a good question. That was a good question. I can't think of any. Do you, Pat, do you have any other? You, uh, yeah. Do you have any other insightful questions to ask here before we get into kind of more? Because I want to talk about your article and stuff that that you wrote that this kind of all pertains to. My article. Pat's article. Oh, Pat's. Article. I, I, don't, I don't know where Pat went. I, I guess he's. I'm right. No, I'm right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just He's back. clearing the clearing the dance floor, letting him work. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I'm good. So, yeah. So, Pat, you you shared something that you have had written previously about kind of this concept that you were talking about earlier. Um, you know, which which we should definitely, I think we should definitely, you know, get into and touch on. Um, uh, I I didn't I didn't read what your article yet because I don't know I'm a bad person. Right. That's all right. No one else did. It's fine. No, so I, I used to uh, have a uh, column. Uh, there was this, uh, the podcast still exists. Uh, it was called Grimerica and it was based out of Canada. And it was kind of like what we do or, or coast to coast or Joe Rogan or anything back in the day. And um, they had a website and they had a couple bloggers that would write columns and stuff. And I was one of them. One of the, one of the things that I had, one of the columns I had written uh back in the day it was about kind of modern religion and um 
where where that came from is uh i so i used to i was on midnights for a very long time and i did a lot of reading one of the things that i did and then i I practiced i'm still kind of doing to this day is i had an app on my phone it was a bible app and you know every day it would give you like it would crap out like a, a portion of the bible to read and if you read it every day then over the course of the year you read the entire bible and um i was doing it for the first time that year and i kind of you know a lot of the guys that wrote for this website would do book reviews or movie reviews so i did a book review of the bible and at the time i was like 87 percent through so the 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 uh title of the article was i've you know i've read 87 percent of the bible here are my thoughts on it and um you know how the whole thing got how how i started the article off was um with this fictional story but maybe it's not fictional or whatever where um you know l ron hubbard and anthony levey were in san francisco at the same time so i have the two of them meeting at a bar they're both struggling writers right well if you ask anybody what the best-selling book of all time is it's the bible so if if you're a struggling writer and you're trying to come up with a book that sells at some point if you have half a brain you're going to look at that and you're going to say well this this is where i want to be i want to be a successful writer the highest best-selling book of all time is is a religious text it's a cult right and maybe if i created my own then you know we can sell books so then anthony levey goes off and he writes a satanic bible and you know l ron hubbard goes off and writes scientology and they have a competition to see who can sell the most copies um and that's i mean that that's a fictional story it's not true but it kind of illustrates the point that like a lot of these religions can kind of just be pulled out of thin air as an attempt to make money right and um but dovetailing that back to christianity i'm kind of going all over the place i wish you didn't bring up that fucking article Um, (laughs) you know i think but there's something so there's something to be said about you know uh the ridiculousness of blind belief there's something to be said about people trying to solve all their problems by donating money to this ridiculous sales spiel that give me x amount of dollars and we promise you eternal salvation that's ridiculous and what does it say about someone that makes that claim what does it say about someone that accepts that claim and then thinks that all they have to do is give 35 dollars and or however much money you know yeah exactly and you know it it, it speaks a lot about the nature of human belief and how we're kind of all really drawn to the surface the surface concept of salvation and divinity but we don't really give it enough thought to realize how ridiculous most of it sounds right well yeah you were saying earlier which i kind of think is the beautiful thing about the church of the subgenius is that um you you know you're you're free to believe especially in america to believe what you want to believe and um you know you can definitely buy into to this to this belief system and this is what you follow and this is what you do and you know like you were saying earlier is it really any more ridiculous than anything else that's out there that we have you know set up as as a religion to follow no not really it's really not well so so my criticism of uh the bible which i was in the process of reading at the time was just that it wasn't even a criticism about the text as much as it was people's perception of it i think if you go and try to treat that as a history book 
or a uh you know a literal document i think you're looking for fucking trouble right um and people that do that are very off kilter and that's why a lot of people have crises of faith is because they start to connect the dots and realize the earth isn't eight thousand years old which is something we've talked about on this show before <laughs> yeah but i think if you I think you don't need to necessarily drink the drink the kool-aid and go down that road all the way i don't i don't think you need i don't think the bible has to be literal for there to be value in it you know, and I think if you look at the impact it has over just to our civilization over the course of humanity, especially the Old Testament alone, I mean, like n- nothing else has influenced mankind's culture develop cultural development as much as that book. Yeah. And to say that there's absolutely no value or no worth in it, I think history has already proven that not to be true. Whether or not it was divinely inspired, okay, we can argue that, but the thing is, we'll never know, or we'll never have definitive proof, as far as I know, we could have. Um, but I think that there's a difference between, Ju- you know, the Judaic religions, the Old Test, things that were based on the Old Testament, you know, Judaism, Christianity, uh, Muslimism, or whatever. And if you look at those, and then say, okay, well, all this is based on this ancient text, and you know, okay, it's kind of a laugh, and there's this ridiculous shit in there. But you can't really compare that to Scientology and say, well, they're both religions because they're not, right? Like one of them is is survived a very, <laughs> it survived for a very long time and is still something that inspires people and the other has been come up with in the past 30 years as a way to get people to fucking clean his boat you know what i mean or like to sell fucking books yeah but isn't that what christianity started off as just a way to to get some type of control over people i I don't well i mean yeah you could you could i mean we talk about you know it, it, to scroll it back and we'll just talk about the old testament because at that point splinters off and everything else but what was that book created as an as a way to control people well i mean i think definitely it gave guidelines for living in a time when you know uh life the preservance of life was very dubious people had problems kind of structuring society and that's why there's so many dietary rules in there that people kind of poke at fun at shit and like you know oh it says that you know it doesn't let you eat shellfish that's a sin you know it was it was you had fucking a bunch of jews wandering around in the fucking desert and they were trying to say don't eat this don't eat that quit fucking each other's wives it was it was it was about survival more than anything and um but i don't think that was necessarily like nefariously created to try to like entrap people but that whole thing that that whole aspect of uh the church of the subgenius i mean that that goes back to gnostic christianity which is something that's completely different but this concept of the creator as you know the the way that most people look at uh the creation story is that um you know god was a creator he was a merciful figure and he tried to he is a a a force of structure and uh benevolence and he's a light that casts you know out the darkness of the chaos right and what some religions do is they really flip that and they say no that you know this earthly realm that we're in is the prison right and that it's it's the chaos that's the that's the that's the good force and it's being controlled and we're being trapped in this body in this plane and that when we break free and when chaos reigns or when all this stuff happens that's that's the good thing right and I'm, i probably didn't articulate that right but thank you for agreeing with me because it gave me <laughs> I'm trying, so I, <laughs> but you know what i'm trying to say in, like that's in my head i'm trying to tie it back to 
to this. And so with with the, the with the church of the subgenus, you know, you kind of mentioned how like um when things are when the with the bible were created it's kind of more of like a survival. Well, it, wouldn't this be the same thing then because it's about um you know, instead of having like all these conspiracies that you really don't have an, a definitive answer to, you have one big con- conspiracy that would explain all of those. So it would be uh, not exactly survival but for sake of sanity. And then on top of that, you do also have a gain in it and that gain being your slack. And so, you know, with that, um, you know, it's just kind of saying to kind of, ha- you know, kind of be in. Uh, I, don't I, don't, I don't shit on anybody's beliefs ever. That's a that's a fucking very basic rule of thumb for me. I don't know what the fuck is going on. How am I going to criticize someone else that thinks they know what's going on? Well, um, yeah, I, I'm just very I'm just very protective of people that I think have that angry 15 year old mentality about them still and like to say edgy things like fuck christians (laughs) you know what i mean that i think is very narrow-minded and and it's very short-sighted and i just think the people that and i'm not saying that anyone here does that no and honestly you know the thing the thing is about about the church of the subgenius is it can actually act as kind of like an addition to whichever religion you're you're currently practicing we you do not need to lose your faith in whatever it was you were uh believing in just to just to join our group i mean it's it's long been said that jesus and bob were old fishing buddies so i mean if you if you like what you what you have in your in your judeo uh christian christianic type beliefs and you just want to sprinkle a little bit of that bob on top we got no problem with that just so long as you pay your 35 dollars Something something that popped in my mind right now, which I don't think we ever talked about on the show, is that my entire uh my entire well, not my entire, but a good uh a good portion of my 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 path towards the esoteric or the left handed path, if you will, um, came from a trip to Ohio when I was in high school. My buddy uh yeah, my buddy uh my my best friend moved to Parma, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland to play hockey for the Cleveland Barons. And we went with we went with to drop him off. And when we were staying in the hotel room, I was just looking around the hotel and in the drawer of the uh the dresser at the hotel was a copy of the Book of Mormon. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, look at this. There's a Book of Mormon here. And uh, my buddy's family, they were all Jewish. And his dad was like, take it. And I'm like, what? I could just take this? And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's why they put it there. They want you to take it. And I'm like, really? And I don't even know if that's necessarily true, but I took it anyway. And um, I went home and I read it. Because I had heard of the Book of Mormon. I'd seen the commercials. And this was before the play or anything. Right. But I didn't really know anything about it. So everyone was like, why do you have a Book of Mormon? Like, And I'd be like, oh, because I'm, I'm reading it, dude. Like, don't you read like different – don't you read on different religions? I went to Catholic school for so long that it was just like you read the Bible like it was no big deal. Right. But like let's – to explore different faiths and stuff. So that was it. I got the Book of Mormon. And then after that, I probably picked up the Gosha and fucking <laughs> it all went downhill from there. Yeah. But – uh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, I, I feel that that's something, you know, I mentioned that reading the Bible in the course of the year, but then the next year I read the Quran, you know, and I read that whole thing from front to back. Yeah. And like, that's just something that I like to do is I like to actually read these texts and like, you know, I've read the Apocrypha, you know, all this stuff. And, um, to really put the time in and look at, it's nothing I'd ever want to go to school for, but, um, kind of exploring the different religions and, and, the basis of faith because you're right there's no more mankind has never seen a more powerful motivating force for change both good and bad than 
a system of beliefs, right? Religious beliefs. Well, so before I forget, because I keep forgetting, because you keep mentioning it, and I keep forgetting. So, with the Church of the Subgenius, is there is there a book? Is there a, t- a text, or is it the website? The website is the book. Well, no, actually, yes, uh, there is a book that we still to this day uh, put out, and it's actually, I believe, in its thirtieth year of printing. Uh, I'm sure someone will uh, definitely wring my neck for being wrong about that, but it is called the Church of the Subgenius written by the Subgenius Foundation, and that can be found also on the website or through Amazon.com, I believe. But just The Church of the Subgenius. Now, or, if excuse you, me. If, the Book of the Subgenius. Oh, oh, The Book of the Okay. Now, if you if you purchase the book, does that does that money that you use to purchase the book go go towards your $35 or that's just a separate that's a separate thing? Uh, that, that'd be a separate thing. Oh. Yeah, if you if you want to if you want to actually get the word of Bob as written by our sacred scribes like Ivan Stang and uh, Dr. Philo Drummond, uh, then you would need to shell out the fourteen ninety five plus or minus for whatever that is. Sure. I mean, you know, you'll have to check check yes, your sure. prices online. They may vary from state to state. And if I may just interject real quick, um, <laughs> anyone, as far as you you keep referring to the website as being terrible, anyone that thinks this website is terrible was not in a band in the late nineties and had to make their own <laughs> oh, no. GeoCity site. <laughs> Because this is not that fucking bad. I mean, it's it's worth a look. Well, it certainly is not optimized for uh, for mobile browsing. We'll put we'll put it like that. Oh, okay. If you if you go on, it looks it looks okay on Firefox. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely looks a little dated. But anyone that's seen a, a punk rock geo punk rock band's GeoCities website from the late nineties has definitely seen something a million times worse. This isn't mm-hmm. that bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's pretty terrible by today's standards. I'm, I, I pulled it up real quick. <laughs> I'm on here. Oh, that's, okay, well, good. There is a book, so that's that's good. But the book isn't. It's not necessary. But if you'd like to learn more, whatever is fit for your slack, I take it. Indeed. Or actually, if you would like to know more, you could send a self-addressed stamped envelope to get your pens ready, kids. P.O. Box eight zero seven, Glen Rose, Texas seven six zero four three for more information about the church of the subgenius i'm gonna do this have you done this have have, have what? you sent, uh, have sent you, my yourself sent the self- sent the letters oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah i'm excited and I'm- um see the thing is is actually there are actually other ways to get your slack uh from the world um there is the the hour of slack which is our our uh ivan stang's podcast or well, it's actually a radio show that he does on uh, uh, college radio. Okay. And uh, he also puts it out on the internet, uh, I believe, every Sunday night. And then we have a, a bunch of other uh, podcasters and other internet people uh, who do shows uh, themselves. Most of those you can find at www.freethinkradio.com. Uh, you'll have... Uh, let's see here. <sighs> Dr. Howland Dowell does Ask Dr. Howell. Uh, Reverend Susie the Floozy has uh, the Slack Time Fun House. Um, I believe Dr. Philo Drummond also has a, a show. And you'll also get reruns from Hour of Slack through uh, that webpage as well if you were, if you were look, you couldn't find it elsewhere. Yeah, lots of information. Oh, definitely. I'll put all the links in the description here. I'll have you send me all these links over and we'll put them in the description. Excellent. But that way if you guys yeah. want to you know if you want to dive more into it and check it out you're absolutely free to do so um you know as and it's 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 free to look into but you won't get your your pleasure craft unless you pay the 35 dollars. so 
Um, that's right. You know, you just need to. It looks like they have monthly Zoom shows too. Oh, do oh, they? Oh, actually, yeah. That's a that's a new thing we just kind of started doing is the is the little Zoom th- uh, shows. Now, uh, originally, those were only uh, members only. Uh, however, I believe we are getting to a point where we will be doing those uh, more uh, for whoever would like to uh, view other. them. However, once again, everything I say is canon and also not canon at once. So <laughs> don't sue me if I've got this shit wrong. We can't. Yeah, I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can be sued if, like you said, everything is canon and is not as well. So <laughs> that's fair. Wow, man, this is this has been. I'm really glad I didn't. You know that I was. I told you earlier. I really didn't know anything about it, and I'm glad I didn't really look into it. I know Pat did a little bit of reading, um, but I did not, and and I kind of let the hype speak for itself. And I don't know. I think I'm probably gonna. I think I'm probably gonna uh become a member i think i'm gonna send in my 35 dollars and <laughs> get my pleasure it'll be the greatest decision you've made this minute <laughs> this minute <laughs> i think that yeah i think it sounds like a great idea i mean my gosh i get i get excuses well hell i'm like pleasure craft yes i'm there for it that's <laughs> they sell masks they sell face masks and uh, they're labeled as uh, Bob Bandanas slash Fertility Masks. Fertility. So I, I definitely, I definitely like. Uh, I. It's the perfect way to keep the COVID out of your system and your seed in someone else's system. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see, that you I, can't see that sold. And they no, are guaranteed to work unless you don't want them to. Listen, I, I I think the my problem with this is that it, it it's I want to I I appreciate I appreciate every single aspect of it, but I don't that I I don't want this to it's like I appreciate the aesthetics, but um like I feel like it forces like the, you know don't make me talk about religion and shit because is this, it too I, sacrilegious no is that the issue oh my god oh my fucking god not at all it's not it's not even that it's just that i feel like this is that's why like i didn't i i just let you talk because i was like this is this is funny this guy and not no offense when i say it's funny it's like i'm laughing at your belief system but like uh it was funny it was presented in a humorous way it was very entertaining all this stuff is very good but i don't think that if i i i think that the what it's true if you how do i put this i think if if you're if it's trying to land i think all right pat, here, the pat, pat, <laughs> pat, have you ever played, just the have you ever played the game have you the game what? have you ever played the game you, you just you lost if you're thinking you about lost. the game. Right. You just yeah, you just lost the game. So that's what this is. <laughs> Only better because better, you don't yeah. lose when you think about it. You don't and lose. you don't lose when you're not thinking about it. You just you're always winning. Right. It's the game, but you're always winning. Exactly. I'm I'm not high enough to understand what the fuck you <laughs> You, we might be. You caught me on an off night. Uh, you know, for, for what? <laughs> you I think it might be a generational thing. I think we just might be too young, and that might be too uh, too much of a. 
No, I get I get what this is doing. It's performance art. It, it, I get 100% what it is. But I think if you want to talk about it in a phil- philosophical context, then it, this conversation turns into something else. I think if it you does. want to talk about this as like, if you want to talk about this as like, this, it's this joke. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not fucking stupid. But like, I think if you want to talk about, you know, core belief systems and like fucking an organized religion like i think that's a different conversation and we can have that conversation you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not shying away from that at all but i just feel like there's it's like are are we gonna get are we do we want to have an in-depth conversation about organized religion or are we just laughing at the aesthetic here because i like the aesthetic i like the i like the picture of the dude with the fucking pipe and the mask thing is funny and like i get you know it's it's somewhat juvenile humor but it's still funny and witty and it's not you know it's very See, good and that's, love- and that's honestly the best part about the church because you will have people who can look at it just from you know that that face value the the let's just enjoy the joke but even though we call ourselves sub geniuses, you would be very surprised at the number of members who actually got well past that and got into the art is better or is imitating life is imitating art is imitating uh, a, a mirage is imitating a mystery. And that's the best part because you can have you you've got you've got both sides of the coin with with our church. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you you can have it you can do both. And so, and I think that, I, I think that we did a pretty good job doing both. I think that, you know, we, we touched on the philosophicalness of it a little bit, which is important, but I think that what, what more people really wanted to hear about, I think, I, I feel like a lot of people have heard about, you know, what it's doing, what, what it's representing, but I think more people are curious about what exactly it is, <laughs> to be honest. And, and that's what we did. Here. I think it's about what it is. It's beautifully structured as, as uh, the Reverend just said. It's beautifully structured so that it can it can really take on the form of it goes as deep as you want to go into it. Um, and I think that some of the I get the discordian aspect of it. I get the fact that uh, the, the chaotic element of it. Um, I think all that stuff is good. Um, but like I said, I think there's I don't know. I, I just view there as being a. a at some point there's a difference and i think if you start lumping everything into the same category that that's a kind can be a kind of simplistic way to look at things and you're you're glancing over a lot of the stuff that has value you know and i don't know i'm not but i'm not i'm not like a weirdo fucking (laughs) 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 i just it's not that i can't take a joke hey look this is the thing we are trying very hard and I like to think we are succeeding at being the funnest, craziest cult you've never heard of. Exactly. Yep. And and if this is and if today is the first day that your your listeners are hearing about it, then so much the better because now I've just I've just brought my faith to the people one more time and that is that's really what it's all about. It's it's getting out there and and getting it to those people who absolutely need it. This is this is an organization for non-joiners. You know, we need we need the kind of people who when you say question authority, we need the people who ask why. Yeah. When you we need the people who are going to draw crayon on the wall because they don't know what else to do. We need the people who will cut the paper just because they can. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 
What's your what's your take on the documentary? Would you recommend that to the audience? Uh, the the documentary is a very well done piece. Um, and basically, like I said, um, stepping out of character for just a second. <laughs> Ivan Stang and Philo Drummond started this thing in 1980. That was their first their first reckoning with Bob, as it wow. were. Okay. Um, so yes, really a 40 year organization. Okay. Um, and now that all of the younger member or the, the young guys who, who started this are, are, are successful cult leaders at this point, they decided that they'd, they'd pull back the wool over from your eyes so that you can see exactly how we came about, uh, to have this beautiful conversation today. So it's a really good origin story. Yeah, kind of, kind of an origin story. Also, kind of a, uh, like, better than split. Like, if Unbreakable was our origin story, then we did a little bit better in the end with Split. Okay. If that okay. makes any sense. That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That does make sense. Okay. So you'd recommend? I'll have to check. I'm. I'll check it out definitely. I didn't know that was a thing. I would have watched it. Yeah. Uh, available uh, for sale on Vudu and as uh, Pat said, Amazon. Uh, it's also available for purchase in a couple of other places. I have no idea where, but you can definitely find it online. Uh, and eventually, I'm sure if you wait long enough, you can also illegally torrent it off the internet because I know you <laughs> assholes are out there. Pay us our money! <laughs> we don't endorse that. But yes, you can. But but don't do it. But you know, but you can't. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and talking to us today, Reverend. I really do appreciate it. It I has think. been a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any uh, closing statements there, Pat? No, I got nothing. I had a good time. Awesome. Thanks for coming out. Awesome. Sure. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next Wednesday.